0: so you know the salesman or the salesperson's a little embarrassed sits down the manager goes on and at, at this point you know uh, later uh, in the spirit of mr knightley um mm-hmm. i counseled the uh, the the manager and i said does the what does the salesperson know based upon your sarcastic remark he says well he knows it's not good to come in late i said does he because you kind of laugh Welcome again to It Doesn't Take a Genius, conversation with introspective perspectives and pithy points of view. Here are your hosts, my friends, Max and Marty. I think that's Mark and Mike. Yeah, whatever. Ramsey!
1: Marshall, I'm so excited. The,
0: uh, You know, and all our listeners, both of them, are <laughs> on the edge of their seats
1: because this... Hey. One of them is, I know. I know one of them is. (laughs) That's That's the reason we're doing this.
0: That's the beautiful part of having the, you know, tiny audiences that we can actually poll them. It's not really a poll. It's a sickness. How'd you like it? Yeah. Yeah. What do you you want to talk about next? (laughs) Yeah. Okay. No, we can do that. So yeah. The long awaited
1: uh, Jane Austen episode. Yes. Just, Yeah. In our second one, we've had a, we've had a pride and we've had at least one pride and prejudice episode and Mm -hmm. it came up in, I think, I guess it came up on the blog or in maybe in, in the podcast, but, uh, one of our listeners, uh, let me know that, uh, he had purchased pride and prejudice and was, was digging in and, uh, and, uh, reading and, and translating. So hat tip to you, Dave, if you're listening, um, and he was he was talking about how, you know, it is a it's a translation, you know, like you like it's English, but it's old English, you know, older English. So, you know, it, it, if you're not used to it, there's a gear shift that you kind of have to do. But um, as my wife has pointed out that um, when you listen to it audibly, uh, you get into the flow of it much more quickly. So if you can get an audiobook um you know the library you know your your library has a free app that i guarantee you has every jane austen book available for download it's you know past copyright protection or whatever i guess so um so there are ways to do this where it's easier but yeah we just find little nuggets in um uh, in in jane austen that uh madam austen had a really good uh eye for looking at how humanity really worked and so there's there's a passage that uh, just has some absolute perfection of uh, some of the things that we talk about. just what what she's painted in the in the book is so clear to what we see day to day in in real life that I had to bring it. I had to bring it
0: to you the had to bring it, so yeah, I you know, I kind of feel like feel like when I was a little little child, and my mom would take me to the women's clothing store. You know, I'd be like, well, yeah, part of this is intriguing, uh, but a whole lot of me doesn't want to be here.
1: (laughs) (laughs) This has been the ongoing dialogue you and I have had for about a week now. Oh, yes, definitely. So, okay, so so let me let me make you feel a little better about that. Okay. Uh, two times in college, I can remember uh, watching a movie and having all the women in the room get physically closer to me as the movie proceeded uh one of them was uh jeff goldblum's remake of the fly because oh, yeah. it had a scary scene
0: a classic uh, yeah multiple scary scenes uh
1: I, I to to this day i you know i was coming off a bad breakup and uh amy and kelly if you're out there bless you you know that like the just, they just they, they said mark we want to watch a movie with you and that's that's what we watched and i felt better about myself i, I want i want you to know that Oh yeah. Um, to this day, I will not get in a teleporter. Stop. Have you seen the gif of of Jeff Goldblum reclining, you know, shirtless? And the GIF has made him breathing up and down, and it has Jeff Goldblum from Jurassic Park leaning on his own body, like breathing. It's beautiful. I'll I'll you know what? It will go in this episode. We will put it in the show notes.
0: Oh lord. Uh,
1: Anyway, uh, the other one was Emma. There was, there was a Gwyneth Paltrow version of Emma in the nineties. And, uh, it, and this scene, uh, sticks out to me actually, uh, to this day. And so I, I went back and found it because, uh, another friend was saying, you know, you do that workplace book club. You ought to do one about the sarcasm in that one scene. And as soon as she said it, I remembered exactly how the scene went because the, 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 uh, the feedback, the negative feedback that the gentleman gives Emma, the the lady, is badly done, badly done. And I'm like, ooh, that is harsh, badly done, ouch. But that in in the scene, it really plays out. So I've got a I've got a scene here that I'll walk through. I'm not going to read a whole bunch of it, but I'll, I'll I'll describe the scene, and I guarantee you, Mike Marshall, that you will have at least four things that ping for you that uh, that will, will fly off the shelves of this women's clothing store, so um, to speak. So.
0: I am ready to write the pings down. Okay, and
1: all just, right. So and
0: just to, yeah, just to let our audience know uh, yeah. that, yeah, sarcasm is not just a random topic. Uh,
1: oh, 100%. It is,
0: it is one we discuss very often uh, was, uh, that managers often deploy in the workplace. That's right. Uh, to little or negative effect. So right. So, yeah, this is a... This is a topic that the yeah is near and dear to our hearts, and uh, this is the uh, Jane
1: Austen approach to it. This is the Jane Austen approach. Very well said. Um, so so the the story you don't need to know much about the novel. Uh, Emma is described early on as a triple threat. Uh, she's handsome, clever, and rich. So she's got the brains, she's got the beauty, um, and and oh by the way, she's wealthy. And uh, she's at a, I I think the scene is sort of a picnic, if you will. There's an outing and um, she, they're, they're all sitting around and there's a, there's a family friend, Miss Bates, who's uh, a little on the foolish side and says too much. And, um, and she's prattling on and on. And Emma, who is clever, uh, just makes this casual whip-smart insult and, um, and it takes Miss Bates a minute to catch it. And then when she does, she blushes and um, sort of, sort of starts apologizing. The scene in the movie is is heartbreaking. You can see this woman just so embarrassed and mortified when she realizes she's being made fun of, and and she sort of tries to to smooth it over and be be pleasant about it. Uh, Miss Bates says, "I must make myself very disagreeable, or she would not have said such a thing to an old friend." Uh, so she's she's very aware that she's you know been been hurt. Well. Later on, Mr. Knightley finds Emma by herself, and uh, takes that as his opportunity and says, I, "I once more must speak to you as I have been used to do." Um, he, you know, he says, "I, you know, I, I'm, I'm taking advantage of the fact that we're friends here and and that I that we used to have a, a pretty personal relationship because I need to tell you something." I mean, he says, "I cannot see you acting wrong uh, without saying something to you. Uh, how could you be so insolent in your wit?" To a woman of her character, age, and situation, that's that's his complaint. How could you be so insolent in your wit to a woman of her character, age, and situation? And Emma blushes, tries to laugh it off. She says, "Oh, how could I help but say it? You know, nobody could have helped it." And then she says, uh, "Oh, it wasn't very bad." And uh, then she says, "I I don't even think she understood me." And Mr. Knightley assures Emma, oh, yes, very much she did understand. In fact, that's all she's talking about right now, and she's honoring you in what she says, that she just is so appreciative that you would pay her attention when 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 her society must be so unpleasant. Like, isn't she so nice that she would uh, uh, you know remain have me uh, remain in her presence when when I'm such an annoyance with with my behavior? Like, that's how she's treating you. She's, you know, she's absolutely giving you uh, honor when you gave her nothing but insult. And and Emma, you know, is is starting to backpedal here and says, uh, oh, oh, I, I know there is not a better creature in the world. But you must allow that what is good and what is ridiculous are most unfortunately blended in her. In other words, but she is ridiculous. I mean, what I said is true. And and he has a very long answer to that, and, and I'm going to try to, to shortcut it here. Mr. Knightley basically says, if she were a wealthy woman, well, maybe, maybe it would be a pass. If she were your equal, maybe it'd be a pass. But she's fallen so far in her situation. She's an older woman. There, there are all these reasons why she's lesser than you in the situation and and you took advantage of that um and so he says it was badly done indeed and um he says what's more uh some people are going to be guided by how you treated her they're going to look to you and how you treated her and use that to guide how they treat her um so he says i you know after this big long speech he basically says uh um I will tell you truths while I can satisfied with proving myself your friend by very faithful counsel. So in other words, I know this was difficult, but if I'm going to be a faithful friend to you and give good counsel, I have to tell you this stuff. Um, and, and uh, it's interesting. I, I, I've got a, you know, a little uh, excerpt and, and a worksheet that I'm going to uh, make available for download on the website and all that. Um, I don't get into what happens afterwards, but basically Emma realizes after Mr. Knightley walks away that she's been so ashamed that she's been turning her head and she realizes oh no Mr. Knightley doesn't think I'm ashamed he thinks I'm sulking and you know it's too late Mr. Knightley is pulled off and of course don't worry Emma saves the day and she comes back a a better person the next day and, and fixes things a little bit but that's the scene that that's Mr. Knightley gets to that speech says his piece and he's and he's gone so, um, so I, I saw in this negative feedback delivered by two different people. That's I guess that's uh, that that was the the thing that caught me. That that uh, Emma gives some negative feedback to Miss Bates about being talkative and foolish, overly talkative and foolish. And then Mister Knightley gives Emma the feedback of, you know, hey, that that was uncalled for. That was badly done. And here's why. So. Did you get some things to ping off of, Mike, from all oh, that?
0: Oh, yeah. There's, there's, yeah. There's, there's so much in here. Uh, you know, the the first thing that struck me was was that uh, Emma's lack of empathy. Yeah. You, you know, to to not recognize that yeah this person's had some struggles and they're they're not at the same social class that they're no longer there. They once were, but they're no longer there. Right. And the not recognizing that. Uh, the fact that that you can never win by picking a fight with somebody smaller than you. Yeah. Uh, you, you know, it, ne- it never works. If you, if, you, if, if, you, if you beat them up, you've picked on somebody smaller than you. And if they happen to beat you, now somebody smaller than you has bested you. <laughs> right. Twice as embarrassing. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> the way know. you lose. Yeah, yeah. You're never going to win when you pick a fight with somebody who doesn't have as much power as you do. When you called it uh, and I'm not sure if it's in the it, it's in the the word, but but yeah you called it an insult,
1: yeah, yeah. the you know she she basically is is, you know it it would be too complicated to have to parcel together here on the on the podcast, but mm-hmm. she she basically makes it very clear like, you know, uh, you talk too much, you, you you talk too much and says it in a way that she doesn't quite catch because it's sarcasm. She says it sarcastically, like, like she's saying something very solemn and, and meaningful. But really what she's doing is making fun of the fact that this woman talks too much. Mm-hmm. And so so that's, that's that sarcasm thing, right? I, I, I once had a, a, uh, an employee who thought that sarcasm should be banned in the workplace. And the boss of this person said, uh, you want to know why? Because he doesn't get the joke. And, um, right.
0: He's Sheldon Cooper.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Like, like you miss those cues and man, it it feels so bad to be isolated, right. To be, to be on the outside of that inside joke. Um, Mm -hmm. man, I love sarcasm. And I think, I don't know that a car dealership could function without sarcasm. I kind of wonder, but man, it's hard.
0: You know, uh, know, I, I always preach in, in, in these situations that, that peer to peer sarcasm is okay. Yeah. If there's a high level of trust, it can get you in trouble, but if you gotta do yeah. it,
1: <laughs> you, you have to be careful. Know,
0: <laughs> and in your your Jane Austen example, you had you had you had, you know, uh, unequal people. They weren't right. peers. And so it doesn't work. So if you're a manager and you're using sarcasm with your team members, doesn't work. If you're the manager and you're talking to one of your managers using sarcasm, it doesn't work. Doesn't but I can talk to people who are my same organizational or power level. Yeah. And then it it, 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 I don't even recommend that. But yeah, it's, if, if your relationship has gotten to that point, then, then. Well,
1: yeah, and, and okay. you make a, uh, that's a really good point about, you know, if, if you're at the same level, and that doesn't necessarily mean, um, you know, paycheck or uh, organizational role, mm-hmm. right? There are some people that are gatekeepers and community leaders in an organization who are, you know, low level and, their sarcasm can can be really detrimental uh, to, to people, you know, in other areas. So I, I think you're spot on. You know, there, there's all sorts of ways that people might be beneath you, quote, unquote, that would get you in trouble with sarcasm. So even when you think you're an equal, you may not be. Yeah. Um, the, uh, yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. You, you make a good point. And also uh, from uh, mental capabilities in your example. Yeah do they have the mental capacity the 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 you know the, i don't know if it's emotional intelligence but the the ability to recognize and partake in the repartee uh, the give and take of sarcasm right. um so yeah yeah another big takeaway from this is is the fact that that uh, emma as a as a person of status in her world is now modeling behavior that could be emulated by the others yeah and so you're you know she's setting this example that it's okay to pick on this person yep uh, it's it's okay to uh, you know to ridicule them even in a sarcastic manner yeah
1: and and we we know this right culture trickles downhill the mm-hmm. fish stinks from the head down uh, when you do that you're saying that this is allowed and and culture is what we allow so you have just made this part of culture when you when you when this becomes a thing that's regularly done it's part of culture if it's not it, it, you need to at least ask for forgiveness once it happens. Right. Or you have made it part of culture. So this mm-hmm. is, it's, uh, she does it very lightly. You know, it's, it's lightly done by her. It's just sort of a casual remark because she's so clever. Uh, but, but Mr. Knightley's point at the end of his speech is, you know, you're setting a tone here and there are people watching you.
0: The, uh, yeah. And, 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 and he, you know, it goes back to, you know, the insult in your wit, uh, and, and then her, her defense is so poor. Yeah. You know, I, how could, how could I resist? How could I help it? Right. You know, it was, you know, you know, you hear managers say that, you know, he just teed it up. Yep. I had to smack it out of the park. Yep. You know, if you're going to, if you're going to do this or you know say that I can't help myself, but respond sarcastic. Right. Well,
1: it's, it's like you, you're, you're saying you don't have any power. Mm-hmm. You know, like I I just there was no other choice for me. I had to be a slave to this one thought that went through my head and I just had to say it. And uh, it, it makes me think of uh, you remember Cartman's triangle, the drama triangle. It's, oh, yeah. you know, you're you're a you're a um, you're a rescuer or you're a victim or you're a persecutor. And often you start going around that ring of all three items. You know, you you mm-hmm. you rescue people. And, and then you get really frustrated that you're always having to rescue them. And so now you're the victim because I'm always having to rescue them. And now I'm so mad that I'm the victim. Then I start persecuting them and saying, they suck. I just can't stand the way that. And that's really where where uh, Emma has gotten to. She's I, she's saying, I, I'm just such a victim here of of her silliness that I just had to say something and persecute her about it. It's ridiculous Uh, you know
0: yeah oh and we all have that as as a as somebody who's a recovering sar sarcastic sarcastic person uh you know uh, i'm working on it but yeah sometimes i might have like eight to ten really good ones yeah (laughs) you know i'm like yeah i'm I'm just like a terminator i'm just scrolling back and forth you know trying to pick the one that would be you know the juiciest to just unleash at that moment And, and and to not use any of them
1: yeah oh
0: oh it, it's so but sometimes i walk away and i just say them to myself <laughs> just because i know how good it would have felt in the short term but how detrimental it would be in the long term right uh, you know but man yeah 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 C- keeping those in raining those in
1: <laughs> man yeah yeah that's oh that hurts well, it's and, almost and physically and you, painful. you bring up the second defense that she gives that uh you know, like you're you saying them to yourself. Sometimes you're going to say, yeah, that wasn't that bad. Um, and that's what Emma says. This is not so very bad. You know, it's yeah. not so very bad. I don't even know that she heard me. You know, she probably didn't even get it. And, um, and, and the man, I mean, I know this sounds trite, but words really do matter. <laughs> they oh. just really do matter.
0: Well it was yeah as I was a recovering sarcastic uh, you know I had uh, great intervention intervention help from uh, a good friend of ours Pamela Cole and, uh, yeah Pamela's you know she she asked me one one time she says, do you know the the Greek root of the word sarcasm hmm. I said no nobody knows that except you <laughs> uh, like normal people no don't know that and and she said, yeah it comes from the the Greek word, uh, and I can't pronounce it correctly, sarcasin, uh, sarcasin, something along oh, those lines. Okay. And so, if you look up the Greek definition of the word sarcasin, it means to tear flesh like a dog.
1: <laughs> like, That's pleasant. Yeah. So So it is very bad, is what you're saying.
0: Yeah. So so yeah yeah. If you attack an old friend, is what was said here, uh, right? The manner in which you attack them is the equivalent of a dog ripping flesh from the person in in an aggressive manner.
1: What an image.
0: And so and so you know so so you know Pamela would always say that yeah sarcasm it it wounds. And it confuses. Yeah, and so now I've 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 torn out a piece of your flesh. And often sarcasm is done with an audience. Yep, and we know that is the worst. Uh, You know, so now I've embarrassed you. I've torn some flesh from you in front of your your your, other people, so that you magnifies the slight. And now I've confused you. Yeah, because I don't know if the behavior that you're being sarcastic about is something that really bothers you. Right. Or you're just think it's kind of amusing.
1: Yep. And I don't know. So go back to our episodes on crucial conversations. We had a series on crucial conversations and mm-hmm. we talked about the, the problem of silence and violence. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, man, sarcasm sometimes is silence because I'm, I'm just going to leak out a little sarcasm instead of telling you how I really feel. And sometimes sarcasm is the dog tearing flesh. It's, you know, I'm going to let you have it in front of other people and I don't care if you're left confused. I'm going to attack, 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 and um, and make you look ridiculous. Um, it 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 can be really damaging. <laughs> it can be really damaging. And and it, it so it is not so very bad. Actually, it's the other way around. It's it's very bad.
0: Oh yeah, yeah. So I've wounded and confused you. Great example. Uh, I was at a sales meeting. Managers running the sales meeting. We're about ten minutes into it. Salesperson walks in. And the manager goes with the always classic. So nice of you to join us. (laughs) You know, always a crowd pleaser, a go-to standard in any sarcastic repertoire, you know, just, you know, just just (laughs) always, always at the tip of your tongue. So, you know, the salesman or the salesperson's a little embarrassed, sits down, the manager goes on and at this point, you know, uh, later uh, in the spirit of Mr. Knightley, um, mm-hmm. I counseled the, uh, the the manager and I said, "Does the what does the salesperson know based upon your sarcastic remark? He says, well, he knows it's not good to come in late. I said, does he? Because you kind of laughed. So is he, you know, he's got to assume that he's somewhere in the spectrum of this kind of is slightly annoying to the sales manager, but he really doesn't care to one more of these and i could be let go.
1: Right? <laughs> yeah. Somewhere that, in between. Uh, yeah, maybe?
0: Somewhere in that continuum <laughs> is where he's thinking he is. And so you wounded him because you embarrassed him in front of all the people. Yep. And now you confused him because he doesn't know if this is a lighthearted offense or if he's one step away from getting fired. If he keeps doing it. Yeah. So now he's wounded and he's confused. Yep. And in your head, you thought it was perfectly clear what you were wanting. In his head, he has no idea, and he's hurt.
1: And yeah, that's a great example. And 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 it's just uh, um, what what I'm basically hearing you say is that it this doesn't actually move the ball forward. You know, nope. sarcasm is not a way to communicate something that is an expectation on your part. There's there's no way to use it in that way because it's too unclear uh, where you're going with it, or it's going to be so hurtful that nobody's going to be able to hear you in the first place. So it it just, this will not get you to where you want to go.
0: Oh yeah. And there's a super simple test to see if you're, if you're using sarcasm too much or someone else is. So you know that you're using sarcasm too much when you ask a, a team member to do something and they yeah. look at you and go, are you serious? <laughs> All right, okay, so now you really want me to do this? <laughs> this is you're 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 not joking. <laughs> no, no, I need you to go. You know, you know, pick up this car. I need you to yep. write the TPS report or whatever it might be. Yep. And so if if you find occasionally your team members, your your people are going, okay, do you really mean that? Are you serious? Yeah. Uh, okay, really? <laughs> then. Yep. You've probably used sarcasm to the extent now they have no idea when you are or are not using it, and now they're just immensely confused, even when you're not deploying
1: this tool well I, I love that and i I want to um to sort of end this on a positive note that you know we're, we're sort of down on sarcasm but but notice that we're up on feedback. you know we with we, <laughs> Sarcasm is bad feedback, but Mr. Knightley you know, goes back again and again and says, this is important for um, me being a friend to you and giving you good counsel as a friend. It's important for how this uh, looks downstream to the people around you. And it's important to this woman who is lower than you in status, who you've you've hurt very badly. Um, so the, the fact that he's willing to do this is because he's faithful and, and I think, you know, that, again, we could talk about crucial conversations and, and our material there, but just the idea that, you know, what do I want for this person that I'm giving the feedback to? You know, what do I want for the salesman who comes in late? Man, I want him to succeed. I want him to to be able to get everything he can out of the sales meetings. I want him to be able to be disciplined enough and organized enough that he shows up on time and executes and makes a bunch of money and supports his family. And, you know, you you could spend a lot of time uh, that's pretty fruitful thinking about all the things you want there. And as crucial conversation says, if that is true, how would I behave? Mm -hmm. I don't think you'd behave with sarcasm. You'd behave in a way that just shows caringly uh, that you're willing to have uh, some, some direct feedback to this person like Mr. Knightley did. So. Oh, definitely. What is that? What's that
0: saying? A a good friend will tell you what you want to hear. (laughs) Excuse me, and a great friend will tell you what you need to hear.
1: That's right. And that's so, Mister
0: right. Knightley is being a great friend. That's exactly right. You know, and he knows it's uncomfortable, and he calls upon the the relationship that's been built over time yep. as as the currency in which he can spend in order to have this conversation.
1: I, I think that's exactly what's happening in this scene. You know, he mm-hmm. he is proactively doing this, and he doesn't have to, but he chooses to because it's the right thing to do for the other person and the other people involved. It's just it's a thing of beauty. It is. So. It is. And uh, like you said, it's uh,
0: written in the old English and uh, yeah. and it's always fascinating to 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 hear how they they brought these these conversations to light, and the the words and the phrasing and the manner in which they did so.
1: Yeah, the, the the words are different, the culture's a little different, but man, they are humans. I mean, Jane Austen mm-hmm. had an eye for what was really a human. So I I think you're you're really going to benefit when you read things like this and um, as mm-hmm. you and I have talked, uh, I'm I'm more and more convinced that uh, you know we we need to be doing more of that. So, um, so uh, you know, I guess, be warned, there may be more episodes like this, or or Mike may tell me go 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 have a second like breakaway podcast Could you do that, and then we can get more practical on this podcast. It's hard to say what's going to happen, but we're we're going to do more stuff like this, I think.
0: Oh no, no! Like I told you, you know, when my mom my mom dragged me into the women's clothing store, uh, I did find parts that were intriguing.
1: Uh, so,
0: uh, yeah, yeah, I'm intrigued and excited to be along on this journey.
1: It's like the end of uh, the the scene uh, on uh, White Christmas, where they're on the train and they they've just been dressed up like women, and you know they were in drag doing a, a show, and uh, he can't find his his money, and Bing Crosby says, "What'd you do? Leave it in your snood." I had to look that one up Just go look it up people, it's fine It's not dirty or anything Anyway, Hey, that, let's let John Wolf talk maybe now I don't know
0: Now that you told him it's not dirty, nobody's going to look it up <laughs> <laughs> And there you have it Another session of contemporaneous extemporizing From Mark and Mike I know it's redundant, but consider who we're talking about As always, feel free to share the ideas you heard here No rights to reserve, no permissions needed Thanks. See you next time on It Doesn't Take a Genius.
1: That's good enough.